Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome, friends, to another edition of Clinton Baptist Paranormal Podcast. Here she is. It's Linda Bloody Pollock. Hello, love. Bonjour. Bonjour. What have you been up to, Linda? Please I've tell been, us. I've been threading kebabs, or as the Americans call them, kebabs. I don't Ke- know why. Kebabs. Isn't it funny when Americans change things yeah, around like that? Yeah, they daft? You do the math, etc. Yeah. Uh, aluminum and other things that... Warrior. What? A warrior. What's that? Uh, a warrior. I don't, I don't like, I've probably said this before, you know when the Americans do a little bit of Italian, so pasta. 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 I, I, you're eating pasta and you're going, no, it's pasta, isn't it? Clearly it's pasta. Anyway. When will they learn? When will the pastas learn? Anyway, you've been threading kebabs. Kebabs, yeah. And for what to what end? For a barbecue. I had a barbecue. Oh, yeah. First Go one on. of the season. Again, if you are a, an early payer, you will know that this is appropriate. If you're yeah. not, then shame on you. Yeah, you people who've not paid are thinking Christmas barbecue. Yeah, what the hell no. is going on? We're right at the start of the fl- flipping summer here. Yeah. So we had a barbecue. Oh, it lovely. was lovely, yes. But there's always a little bit of a moment, isn't there, when you've provided. I did provide some nice kebabs. They look right. great. You know, okay. But I provided them raw. At the moment. You, oh, God. You do fear the idea that you might be responsible for someone's day off work the next day. You know Absolutely. What I mean? And it's all very well sort of marinating yes. them. And all. Oh, they've been done in a lovely marinade of uh, soya and something, something. Uh, but really, it's the taste of salmonella that's yes. coming through. Ma- <laughs> it, was, it was my friend's new barbecue as well, so they weren't massively confident about, ooh, do you think that looks all right? And I'm like, well, it's gone quite black on the end, so yeah, let's, let's try it. Well... So far, so good, I've got to say. Jolly good. I have, you know, I've sort of... I went through a phase where I was vegetarian mm. and it's not it's not that great for vegetarians is it I remember you can have what I call on the cob you can barbecue um, tofu, but it's very tofu. touch and halloumi. go, isn't it? Halloumi's halloumi. quite nice. Um, but yeah, also sometimes halloumi can get a bit sloppy, can't it? You just halloumi. Get it yeah, that's right, that's right. I like, um, I used to have, uh, you know, we know them portobello mushrooms. Yes. Quite nice, a seared mushroom on, on the thing. But with them little paper plates, I don't like eating and all that, it's all the hot food. And that's how I got my seared mushroom, I think. But anyway, this... <laughs> 
great for a meat eater. And do you remember last week I was talking about um, being in Ancoats in Manchester? Yes. In the northern quarter. Do you know where I when I when I go on my little tours up and down the country? Do you know what I like talking oh. to meat, roast meat? You know these Brazilian barbecue. Oh right. Oh, it's my favourite. What's thing. different about the Brazilian one? S- smaller, uh, yes, smaller uh, pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've, I've seen Argentinian meat. I know that they're very good at that. But right. what's what's different about their Brazilian barbecue? <laughs> a picture, if you will, by Brazilian meat for a second. Right. Come on. A lot of ham involved. A lot of ham involved. <laughs> With a seared mushroom on the end. Anyway, the, the point is, the point is, I love these things. And I always feel guilty at the end of it because you've wiped out many many animals and the bloke comes around i went this one this the brazilian barbecue uh near the travel lodge where i stayed in ancoats the other week i was the only one in there five o'clock i had to get in there early because i had the the do you know the gig the performance so i'm there there's a bloke walking around lamb yes please and you've got a little sign that says green or red a little ticket if you want him to keep coming around and offering you all these meats you have it on green right when you've had enough or the glassy-eyed meat sweats start yes (laughs) <laughs> coming upon you you turn it over to red it's a bit like those parties we each have at university what's that? the traffic light parties oh what does that involve? well you're either on green which means up for it or you're on red taken you're on uh, amber Hold undecided on. how do you have that? like a badge? yeah just a minute we'll get back to the roast meats in a second yeah. what are you talking about? So yeah. well, you had a badge which went I'm up for what? sex? Yeah, well... Uh, ex- I've led ex- a very sheltered life. Yeah, it was basically that. I mean, I, ne- I never, obviously, never went to any such thing, but I heard tell. Well, you could see me wearing a badge. Yeah, that... like a little sticker when you get went in, yeah. What, they hand out the stickers? Yes. What are you? What, what's, what colour stickers you want? What, what are you up for tonight? Bloody hell. Yeah, and no, it, no. It, ranging colours. So the green was a green light. Yeah. Amber was... Mm, I'm not Might certain. Do. Let's see Depends. what comes up. I'm a bit fussy. Red is forget it. I'm just right. here for the beer. Christ. Yeah. Wasn't a pink or a brown one as well, was there? Oh, don't worry, I'll edit that out later. What kind of traffic lights have you seen? I don't know. <laughs> Didn't know where to go for the pink or the brown, but left white on the cushion. It's an old joke, but we won't even... <laughs> left white over the pocket. Anyway, oh the... Po- oh, come God. on! Jesus Christ. Anyway, I was... At, enough of your filth. I was at this place, and I tell you what... Honestly, lovely. It's so nice for a meat eater. Uh, sirloin, sir. Yes, please. Don't mind if yeah, I do. I was going to say no to that. I, did, I don't have any carbs with it. I just have the salad. Yeah. And then he comes out. I mean, when it starts off, they start off with, oh, some sausages. Oh, right, sausages. Put yeah. me on. Chicken wings. No, get, bring the big guns out. Bring the bloody big guns Ooh, out. Yeah. So you've got your sort of silver side, your sirloin. There'll be all this manner of stuff. And is it all tenderised beforehand? You get a good thrashing. Well, well, it, 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 is, it is nice. It's nice and soft, but they put a lot of salt on it, yeah. which encourages you. First of all, you can't eat so much. Makes you drink more. Makes you drink more. And then about halfway through, I thought, oh, this is quite nice. I will give it a rest in a minute because I have to do the show. Yeah. He brings around on a skewer a load of garlic bread. I said, what do you think I am? Some kind of idiot? Garlic? Garlic bread? <laughs> in my mouth. Peter, in my so. mouth? I don't think so. <laughs> Anyway, the green one says, you know, por favor, you know, I'd like some uh, more meat. You might as well just say, I'm a greedy bastard. Yeah. Load it up. Keep it coming. Load it up. Anyway, listen Did to... Did you get, a, like, a chemical flush out afterwards? Because obviously your <laughs> flipping pipes must have been absolutely Oh, clogged. my. Honestly, I had a stinky pipe. What was that? What the... <laughs> 
that was the other week, wasn't it? <laughs> the that other week. Smelly pipe. No, I did a smelly pipe. No, I tell you what I did was I was on with some people in the mm. thing. I said, what well, I need is a jolly good walk after that. He said, no, you need an industrial macerator is what you need. <laughs> <laughs> so, talking of um, the shit, it's uh, the coronation. No, I didn't mean to say that. It, the coronation, which, of course, you guys, that's long gone, isn't it? Yeah. Get your bloody hand in your pocket. You can get this podcast when it's ready. Uh, immediately. By the time they listen to this, it's William's turn. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The Queen Consort would be put out to grass, literally. And so, anyway, it's the coronation coming yeah. up. The coronation. Oh, yeah. And uh, I just want you to know that because it's a coronation, I've picked out this rather lovely story from Chat, Fate and Fortune. You're going to love this. There's a picture of Prince <laughs> Philip on there. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. To Too soon. Put on the spooky music, please, Linda. Make it royal music to give you oh, a hint. Here we go. Here we go. My son Colin, this is Lynn Antink, who is 67. My son Colin rubbed his chin thoughtfully. <sighs> I keep seeing a man's hand waving in circles, he said. What does it mean? Both Colin and I have inherited psychic abilities, though Colin's are much stronger. That's strange, I said. I'm sure it'll all become clear eventually. <laughs> a few days later, Colin popped his head round the door while I was watching TV. A member of the royal family is about to pass, he said, before walking out again. Sure enough, it wasn't long before the death of Prince Philip was announced. I've always liked Prince Philip. He said exactly what he thought, just like me. Oh, OK, oh, racist. Lynn. Yeah. Racist, we Lynn, are you? Yeah. We've got your number. <laughs> the next week, I was vacuuming in the living room and goose-stepping up and down the living room. Oh, sorry. I, uh, I was I was vacuuming in the living room of our home in Wokingham. Ironically titled. I, yes, ironically. <laughs> bloody hell, Lynn. When I felt a tingling in my spine, I knew from previous experience this meant there was a spirit present. If it was a bad... I don't know. I'm laughing. If it was a bad spirit, I'd feel a heavy weight. This time, it felt warm and friendly. And then I saw Prince Philip's face in my mind's eye looking straight at me. No way! Why would Prince Philip come to visit me, I wondered. He bloody wouldn't, would he? (laughs) Then I heard a laugh in my head, uh, unmistakably as the late prince's chuckle. Did you have a a famous laugh? I don't remember that. Only uh, Chinese people, if I remember right. You might want to try my son. This is not me saying that. That was uh, before you write in and cancel me. I'm just saying what he, d- there he did was a say. Famous encounter. There was a famous encounter, right? You might want to try my son Colin upstairs. I told him respectfully. <laughs> you can't say that sentence respectfully. <laughs> I want to try my son upstairs. <laughs> yeah, he's a stronger psychic than me. Suddenly, Colin's vision of the waving hand made sense. It had been Prince Philip's hand. <laughs> Performing the royal wave as opposed to the wanker sign. 20 minutes later, my son came downstairs. You'll never guess he just came through to me. This is ridiculous. You'll never guess he just came through to me, I said. Was it Prince Philip? asked Colin. I've just seen him upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, the prince had appeared in Colin's bedroom clear as day. Poor Colin was a bit flustered and didn't know how to address him. I wonder what he was doing in his bedroom. Maybe he was... (laughs) Maybe, maybe, maybe his hand was going round and round. <laughs> In the end, he decided on Sir. Do you know where to go to, Sir? He asked. Go! Back the prince. Go where? 
Colin asked him if he had a message to pass on. I'm worried about Elizabeth. He would Philip. never refer to her as that with a common person. She needs a jolly good hug. No, now, again. Put your cock away and get in touch with the palace. Right, go on. As if, as if he would send a stranger to hug his wife. I'm very worried about Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. You're not allowed to touch her, are you? Exactly. Yeah, he's not going to go and hug... Go Some on. random in Wokingham. You're going to be like that fellow who uh, shinned up the drain Yes, pipe, didn't he? I was sent... You're not going to believe this. I was sent here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My son led the prince gently to the light and soon he was gone. Sometime later, when the Queen had passed, Colin was doing some DIY in the shed. DIY euphemism. Yeah, I can't leave himself alone, this fellow. <laughs> he became aware of a spirit, turned around and saw Prince Philip again. Oh, bloody hell. Bloody hell, but this time he wasn't alone. He was accompanied by a shorter presence. <laughs> 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 remained in this state. Colin felt a warm feeling wash over him. Ugh. Then he <laughs> wiped that up. He knew that Philip was trying to tell him he'd found Elizabeth. Oh, come on. Come and on. they were passing over to the Why would other he tell side. Colin that? I was delighted to hear the royal pair are now reunited once more. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, that is just bloody insulting, isn't it? As if. So this person, Lynn, claims that uh, His Royal Highness, Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, and our very own Queen (laughs) went to visit her. Colin in a shed in Wokingham. Yes, Sounds Sounds legit. That sounds really legit. I mean, I don't know. I Really, I read that out to be respectful. Do you understand? To be yeah. to be respectful. Anyway, so so let's let's try another one, which is maybe a little less well scurrilous about the prince. It's from. That reminds me, I saw something in the Daily Mail the other day. Oh yeah, online. fill a minute. You know, while I find this you know we both love the Daily Mail and hate it in equal well, measure. Well, I feel a bit dirty when I've read it. I do, but some of the things on that website are hilarious. Go on. Well, there was a picture of. Um, I think it was one of Andrew's children with her child. Oh, yeah. And another small child. Yeah. And it said, cousin love. And I thought, oh, I thought she'd married out. Oh, God. Oh, you don't use hell. that headline when you're referring to any part of the royal family, cousin love, do you? No, no. I, it was a funny thing. Was, was when, when they asked, you know, Prince Andrew after his uh, latest, you know, that, that business with the Emily Maitlis. Oh, yes. They said, what are your plans? He said he just wants to spend more time uh, with leisure and going on holiday. Or Beatrice and Eugenie, as they're also known. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for yeah. from chat it's fate. I asked the universe to help me to leave my job and I went blind. Well, we know what happened in the middle. <laughs> Probably like that woman's son <laughs> who Prince Philip found in the... DIY. I've got to tell you, it's a shame chat it's fate has finished as it a is publication. It is, really, because it was a rich vein. It's, it's even more exciting than fate and fortune, isn't it? Here we go. Can you put the um, spooky music All right, on, please? Yeah. Here we go. Chris Barber, 59, Newport, South South Wales. Climbing into my car and buckling the seatbelt, I groaned. It was Monday morning in December 2016 and I had another long week of commuting 70 miles each way to my job as a graphic designer ahead of me. I wish I didn't have to do this, I muttered to myself. This is this is important. I wish I didn't have to... He's wished something. Yes. Go on. I hated the job, hated the long hours, hated the commute. Yeah. My blood pressure was sky high from the stress of doing a job I loathed. And what I really wanted to do was focus on my own art. Yeah. But truth be told, I knew I wasn't good enough to make oh. it as a professional artist. 
I'd tried to paint before, but the end result was always rigid and uninspired. The graphic design job paid the bills. What choice did I really have? Sighing to myself, I started the engine and set off for work. They say be careful what you wish for. I've always wondered if someone up there was listening to my plea that day. Christmas rolled round and at least I got some time off work to relax. The family were coming to stay with my wife Sharon and I for a few days. On Christmas Eve, I nipped into Bristol City Centre with my grandchildren for a bit of last-minute Christmas shopping. This is awful, let's listen to this. After a trip to Santa and a mince pie, we headed home. I was carrying my one-year-old granddaughter Naomi over the threshold when all of a sudden I come over really light-headed. I put Naomi down, staggered to the nearest chair, sat down putting my head in my hands. Are you okay, Chris? My wife Sharon sounded worried. I looked up to reassure her that I was all right and realised I couldn't see her properly. I had poor vision in my left eye but nothing had stopped me reading, driving or used a using a computer. But now my right eye was blurred too. There was a big white blob right in the middle of my vision. No, nice way to refer to your wife, is it? Go on. I could barely make out my wife's face. Sharon and I went to the local hospital in, Br in Bristol. I was poked and prodded and underwent all sorts of tests as the doctor tried to work out what was wrong with me. My blood pressure had skyrocketed, so I was given an MRI scan to examine my... This gets better in a minute. To examine my heart and nervous system and rule out the possibility of the stroke, of having a stroke. I was finally sent home, still almost blind, with blood thinning. I know, we're going to make the joke. Is a stroke out of the question? Is a stroke out of the question? That's why Not the gone, time. That's why he's gone blind. <laughs> I was finally sent home. The poor bloke, we're making a joke out. I Turn know. the music off. Oh, it's it terrible. Can I make an apology to Chris Barber, 59 Newport, South Wales, who, as you'll learn from this... Goes blind. But it does have a happy ending. Again, I'm not helping her. <laughs> it does have a happy ending quite often. <laughs> uh, but can I just say, anyway, so apologies, Mr. Barber. Right, on, oh, where do we go? Uh, hold on. Possibility so, of a stroke. I right. Yeah, I was finally sent home with some blood thinning tablets. I tried to make the most of Christmas, but I was too worried. <laughs> we all were. A few days later, I was given the results of my test. Um, the artery at the back of your eye is blocked, the doctor told me. It's because of the high blood pressure. That's what's caused the loss of sight. That's good to know, I nodded. Will you be able to fix it? I'm sorry, Mr Barber, the consultant said. I'm afraid the loss of sight is permanent. Oh, Christ. All we can try to do now is stop it getting worse. I left the hospital numb with shock. It took a while for the full implications for this to sink in. I don't be able to drive again or read or use the computer. I had no choice but to give up my job. This is terrible. Sign up for disability benefit. I was worried sick. Fell into depression. What are we going to do for money? I worried to Sharon. But Sharon, who's a working medium with a debt... Don't laugh! She's a bloody medium. <laughs> with, a work, with a direct line to spirit, seemed less concerned. Oh, cheers. <laughs> Everything happens for a reason, she said, patting oh, my hand. Right. There, there. The angels granted your prayer to give up work, and yes, it seems pretty brutal, but now you've got to trust in the universe. It's going to be okay. Right, can I just say, if... <laughs> I mean, there is putting a positive spin on things I've been there. told that I am too much of a Pollyanna, right, in the past, and sometimes it can seem a bit dismissive. What does that mean? Well, you know, Pollyanna always saw the bright side, didn't she? So people would have something awful happen, and I've yeah. got a friend who's very glum a lot of the time, yeah. like Eeyore. Yeah, but she's not blind. No, but I do tend to say, oh, it'll be all right. right? Yeah. But yeah. I don't say... Oh, you're going blind. Never mind, worse things happen at sea. Oh. Drawing the dead. This is the same bloke, right? The, the talented artist. What's his name, this fella? Barber. 
Barber, Chris Barber. Uh, I started drawing regularly for Sharon's clients. This is, you know, though he's blind. Yeah. Blind. And, and he'd given up his job as a graphic designer. And it was like a channel had opened. Suddenly, I could draw and paint in the free, uninhibited way I was dreamt of. How does he know? Well, have a look at his pictures. Yeah, but you can't see. <laughs> Well, oh, they're really good. I'm so much better now. <laughs> yeah, really good, Chris. Really good. Chuck that in the bin. <laughs> yeah, it, looks, it looks like a spirit guide. Don't like fucking anything. What is it? Matchstick, man. Uh, it's like when you're driving. Hold on. It, it, it sort of flowed out of me. It's like when you're driving a car and suddenly you're in a destination. You're not sure of how you got there. Yeah, I said to Dangerous, Sharon, yeah. Trying to put the feelings into words. It's your spirit guides taking over, controlling you and putting the pencil or paint wherever it needs to go, Sharon explained to me. During one card reading, I sketched a dog. Pretty random, I thought. When the woman looked at it, she started crying. <laughs> it was shit. <laughs> no, doesn't say it that. It was her dad's dog and her dad had just come through to us during the reading. Flat cap. Another time, I drew a man in a flat cap with a pit head in the background. That's my, that's my grandfather, the client said immediately. And you've also drawn the view from the window of his house in the background. Wow, that really is uncanny. Sharon was right, Well of done, course. Sharon. She always is. Although it was incredibly hard losing my sight like that, the universe gave me my dream, the ability to paint. My blood pressure has gone down since I gave up my stressful job and Sharon and I have moved to Newport, South Wales. Oh, out the frying pan. Here's a little plug. Where we run the Butterfly Enlightenment Centre together, offering healing, readings and spiritual development courses. I'm far happier now than I was in my old job and life. It was like someone up there finally said, right, we're going to sort this out for him. And Sharon says, trust in the universe, it'll see you right. Well, can I just say, in my position as a clairvoyant medium psychic, this is true. There's a lot of put-by manifesting yeah. ideas. You must be precise with what you're asking. You, you don't just, oh, I wish I could give this up. because it, they, I've seen it, Aladdin, you've got to be precise. What, Aladdin? That's right. Yeah, yeah, Michael yeah. Barrymore's not doing Panto this year. He's already done Aladdin. But what I was... That's an old joke. It's about oh, 20 horrible. years old. And apologies, that's just a joke. Not not making any accusations. But, it, you know, you've got to be precise. It's like the old joke, isn't it? The bloke who said he, he wanted his willy to be able to touch the ground. Next day, his fucking legs fell off. It's an old one. <laughs> Uh, the one I've heard about that is all of a sudden there's a tiny piano player on the table. Have you seen that? Oh, a tiny pianist. I wanted I wanted a ten inch pianist. I told just a minute. That's it. I got to tell you something. I heard this story. Yeah. Someone told me this. Do you know Arthur Askey? Yes. Arthur Askey. So he, I'd like to be a busy, busy bee. He's a sort of, you know, 1940s, 50s entertainer. Kind of music hall-ish. Music hall. Not you kids. Listen, you won't know you've done a bloody anything, do you? But no. he, he was in Google the old... It. Google it. But I heard a story where he came to the Glasgow... Uh, Empire, and he'd, he'd come to uh, check up on a friend of his who was who was doing a show there. And he said to the, the doorkeeper, was very very you know rich Scottish accent. Yeah. And he said, oh how's uh, how's David getting on with the band? And uh, he said, oh it's good. Uh, and he said, well how you know how's um, the band leader? And the, the Scottish you know doorman went, oh he's all right. So uh, so um, the Scottish doorkeeper said to Arthur Asky, hey he sucked his penis. He said sorry, <laughs> I sucked his penis. He said sorry, who who? The, the band leader, he, 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 he sucked his penis. He said, he, he, su he sucked his penis. Sorry, he said, he sucked his penis. It wasn't any good, so he sacked him. <laughs> he sacked his pianist, ladies and gentlemen. 
<laughs> now, there will be more high-level showbiz. We were going to try so hard not to do this filth, weren't we? What the bloody hell's gone wrong? Oh, God. Anyway, any stories about anyone sucking the penis, <laughs> please let us know. Okay, what are we... What's happening now? Well, we're going to move on, and there was more trouble... Oh, my goodness, there was more trouble in the flats this week with our new resident, yes, Ruth Abbott. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mr. Eversham, I've got Clinton Baptiste right. Ruth Abbott from Erskine right. Court to see you. Erskine Court, yes. I'll send them in. Yes. Hello, Mr. Eversham. Hello, do, do, uh, do come yeah, in. Th- this uh, is... This is Ruth. Uh, how do you Nice to meet uh, you, Ruth. Clinton from... Yes, from I'm aware Look, of you. Are, yes. um, we are having lots of problems with blockages. Right. Yeah, of, right. of the stack pipe. Erskine Court, yes. Well, it's blocking the drains. And I, I have spoken to uh, Susan... Susan, in, yes. In, in, in yeah. maintenance, yeah. In right. property maintenance. Maintenance, yeah. that's right. Uh. And she... Well, we know it is. It's Irene Harding. Right. Ruth it's not. What? It's 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 the ghost of Mrs. Church. She's done a big poo in my toilet. I she, saw she, her, and 
It's not. I. I don't think it is the the other person. I think uh, it's Mrs. Stewart. Okay. I know it's Mrs. Stewart. She's right. a ghost. Okay, J- t- Ruth. Can you let me t- sort this? Out? So there's, there's no, another no, lady. Not. There's another lady living no, there. Mr. Mr. Eversham, no, it's not. Just a second, no. Mr. Eversham. It's not uh, that. Miss, Sorry, right, just a okay, second, Ruth. Fine. Can you? I'm trying to sort this out. All right. Just let me sort this out. Tell them so it's th- a ghost. though. tell them it's Mrs. Stewart. There's a Mrs. Stewart living no, in the property. No, honestly. All right, go on, speak then, Ruth. Do you t- tell Mr. Evans? Perhaps you'd like to tell me what's yes. been going on. Right. It's a Mrs. Stewart's a ghost, the ghost of Mrs. Stewart who used Jesus to live there. Christ. Who used she to live there? She sat on the toilet and she looked at me and did a really big poo mm. and I couldn't flush it. She wouldn't flush it. She left. Right. She just left. And then I, and she wouldn't, and I can't flush it. And now all the toilets are blocked. All right. That's a lady who lives right. in... Mr. Eversham, yes. please don't worry about Ruth. She's new t- t- to the flat. She's new to the flat. rather right. overexcitable okay. imagination. Right. She thinks she sees ghosts quite... Yeah. That's your game, isn't yes, it? Yes, that is my game. Uh, yeah, right. that's okay. right. But she, but she used to... Oh, she used to be... She used to work for me. Right. She thinks she's got the gift of second sight. Right. She thinks she sees ghosts. And, it, and she's got a rather overactive imagination. Okay. And she believes that uh, a, a, a celestial spirit has done a shit in her toilet and blocked it. Now, that's not happened. It's right. to do with Mrs. Harding, who... Has, at, yes, number Mrs. Harding, at number five. At number five, yes. Yes, who lives in the flat below. She's That's been right. blocking with wet wipes. Right, OK. Right. Well, we will certainly get on to okay, that. If you could please do yes. something about we it. We will be doing right. that. It's, it has been logged already. It's I been reported. I think you'll find that the situation can be solved now, Ruth. Yes, don't worry. Please don't worry. Make Mrs Stewart go away. No, well, Mrs well, Stewart does... As I say... Mrs. Stewart doesn't exist, right? She died. She's the previous it's occupant. Her, it's That's her right. old flat you've That's moved right. into, all right? Yeah. So... I, I, I think it's her. I know right, it's okay. her. OK. Don't worry. Yeah, Mr. Everson, don't worry. Thank you. <laughs> right. OK. Well, I very much hope to see someone... <laughs> something some will be done. maintenance work around at our flat. Something very, will very be soon. done. OK, don't worry, please, Thank Mr. You. Baptist. Thank you. Regular listeners will be aware of this fella, Jamie Penn. Yes. Now, he... Is so spooked out and he's such a magnet for ghosts. He, he's on every few weeks with a new ghost story. And I know even I are taking it with a little bit of a pinch of salt. Well, because it's so much spookiness. There's only so much spooky. Now, I get spooky because I attract it, don't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he has always got a spooky story. I've relented, ladies and gentlemen, because... You know, he's got something he wants to tell us. You might remember him. He's the fella who did the amateur dramatics playing Frankenstein. Do you remember him? Oh, yeah, he was in that. From the other week. And he uh, works with um, el- the elderly, and he's seen some spooky things in the course of that work, hasn't he? He's seen spooky things every time he, he also, opens his bleeding eyes in the morning. He also told us some bullshit about an old school. Well, not bullshit, was it? Let's judge, as we have another one of his tall st- I mean, one of his ghost stories. Put the music on, please, Linda. Have it. Hi, Clinton. In 2014, myself and some work colleagues attended a Halloween ghost walk arranged by famous whole historian Mike Covell. I know Mike very well. I've always found the history of my amazing city interesting, and this was a great excuse to both learn more about its haunted history... No, nope, that's to where bo- it ends. <laughs> this was crazy. To both learn more about its haunted history, yes, and and to what? <laughs> and to go to McDonald's probably halfway <laughs> through it. During the tour, Mike told numerous stories about the haunted places in Hull's old town. 
As I say, I went with some work colleagues. Yeah, he said that. Some of whom were far too giddy and jumpy for my liking. All right. I'm excited. <laughs> right, Jamie, you miserable bastard. Far too giddy and jumpy. They were even pointing at curtains moving in buildings and saying it must be a ghost when it was more than likely just someone who lived there wondering what the noise was and wanting to tell us to piss off. Right, Jamie, cheer up. At the end of the tour, I'd not experienced anything paranormal, but I'd really enjoyed the tour and learning about the history of Hull's old town. Uh, swat. I had another colleague who'd been taking photographs all the way through the tour, yeah. and in a taxi home, we began to go through them. Uh. At the same time, myself and a colleague both noticed something in the photographs we'd taken in the grounds of St Mary's Church on Lowgate. Her photograph showed the face of a person peeking through the bars that surrounded the church, and mine was of a figure who was not in the photograph before or after it in the sequence taken. Come on, Jamie. The church is surrounded by an at least eight-foot-high metal fence, and there is no way anyone could have climbed in and out in the short time between photographs. I contacted Mike and told him we'd what we'd found and he arranged for us to be interviewed by our local newspaper. That's really good of Mike. Do you think Mike just went, oh, look, I've had your money, fuck off. Yeah, we'll read this hotline. <laughs> I cannot find the original what are you post, on? <laughs> but I did find a link to call back to it, which I posted below. I wish I had kept the original photos or at least printed them off as they looked a lot better yeah. than the it appeared in the newspaper. Sure did, yeah. But as don't let anyone into the National Health Service can't even write properly. But as years go by and changing phones, I lost everything. Plus, the newspaper totally misquoted me and oh. made up what I'd actually said, probably trying to make it sound better than what I'd actually said. And if you're interested in this, you can go to wholedailymail.co.uk. Whole ghost photos stories. Love this show as always, and our performances of Frankenstein were a Huge success. Jamie Penn, thank you. Now, look, incredibly, Jamie Penn found the photos. Okay. And here they are. Hold on. Hold on. photo. <laughs> I can see you already doubting it. Here we go. I'm scrolling up on my laptop here. I can see. Right, here, I'll look at that. Now, what are you seeing there? A grave uh, above the ground. It's one like of those a monument, ones. Yes. a sort of monument grave. And here we go. And this is Jamie's retouched photo with a ghost in it. Oh, I'm looking at there. I'm looking at something that's been circled. You're circling with a red pen. Oh, yeah. right. Now that could... What are you seeing there? It, well, there is a figure there, but I'm not convinced it isn't just a stone carving of a like a, a like a Virgin Mary or something. Right. I'm gonna just sorry about this, ladies. I'm I'm, I'm scrolling back. Yeah. And now I'm scrolling to Jamie's enhanced photo. Okay, but then I could be just looking for it. It could just be a shadow. You know, the human Scro mind looks the face. Scrolling back. Yes. Nothing there. Scrolling forward, Jamie's photo. Yeah, but... Now, stop me if I'm getting too technical. Well, that's a ghost, isn't no, it? No, come on now. Let's ask Jamie, oh. as he's taken time off from his wretched amateur dramatics. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking it lovely. Jamie doesn't know we're here laughing at him. We're about to get him onto, and he won't know till the podcast comes out. Aren't I horrible? Jamie Penn, ladies and gentlemen, it's virtually the Jamie Penn podcast. Jamie Penn, it? yet again. Jamie Penn. Oh, why don't we get a jingle for that? It's Jamie Penn, yet again. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> let's get the, ble the bloke on Zoom. It's Jamie Penn. It's, 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 
Jamie Penn. Oh, Jamie Penn. Yet again. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for Jamie Penn. <laughs> Jamie is looking, he's throwing his head back like a Frankenstein's monster. Got my own jingle. We just read out your story. Remarkable story, wasn't Remarkable. it? And we've looked at the photographs. Yeah. yeah. Jamie, do you believe you saw a ghost that night? No, I, I never saw it. I didn't see it until the, until the but, photographs. But, 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 no, no, no. Let's try again, Jamie. Do you believe, do I believe, that, do I believe that there was a ghost? Do I believe that there was a ghost stood behind the... Yes. The, um, the do you believe you photographed a ghost that night? There we go. Yeah, yeah. Do you agree? You do believe what, what she just said? Yeah. yeah. Do you think that? Well, but I am. The older I get, the more cynical I get, and it could be pareidolia. But it, you know, it, it does what, look what? like could be what pareidolia. You know, where images look like other things. But sorry, um, do you think I don't know what pareidolia means? <laughs> Jamie, you said the what? human mind looks for faces, doesn't it? You've got it very does. confident, it, Jamie. Isn't he? He's been does. in the show five minutes. Look, look at this. <laughs> Shut up. It does, but um, it's there one in one frame, and the exact same um, place that I was stood, like a second later, and then it's yeah. not there. The obvious question is: your friend, the colleague, the work colleague, who you're in the cab with, looking at photographs. Did that person, yeah. you know, because we haven't seen her photographs, have we? No, they're really, really hard to make out. What, as opposed to yours, which are crystal clear, you mean? Absolute crystal clear, yeah, with outlines and everything, yeah. Is there a danger, Jamie, that you are making up stories just to get onto my podcast, my hit podcast? Well, if you looked at the news article I sent you, that was quite a few years ago, so I would have had to have a lot of forethought to do that. Good point. Special powers. <laughs> Special powers. <laughs> Jamie, are you going on any more ghost hunts? Because, I mean, you're flying the flag for Hull. Have you been on any, any other ghosts? No, no I plans. Don't have any plans. No, the, 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 I did go on. Uh, 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 I did go to another paranormal experience at what is supposed to be Hull's um, most haunted house, and yeah, it was rubbish. In, in what way? There was nothing. <laughs> there was there was loads of things to try and scare you, like dolls everywhere, and you know, yeah, stories and things like that. But it, yeah. It won't great. When you went, you know what you said, because it's, it's it, it, look, you were slightly poo-pooing the other people who were jumping out of their skin on the tour with Mike Covell. Yeah. And you were going, oh, the people are going, the curtains are twitching and all that sort of stuff. Is, is it not just you being a bit cynical? Because, I mean, I know you, you've experienced these things, but you seem to be very cut off the older you get. Yeah, yeah, you do. I mean, I can't take away from all the things that I have, I have seen. I have seen lots of things that can't be explained. Yeah. But when, but when, but when my colleagues were shitting themselves up because there was a curtain twitching and the, you know there was a living person behind the curtain yeah. twitching yeah. it. Yeah. It just that just infuriates me when people are too. Yeah. Get the two get too excited and think everything's paranormal when it isn't. Yeah. Okay, Jamie, you rather. Pissing on our chips with this. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my chips are completely dry. That's right. You're quite. Your your curtains are always twitching, aren't they, <laughs> uh, Linda? Can I can I ask you this? This fella famously, when he's not trying to get on people's podcasts, he's doing amateur dramatics. Yes. He's just he's just appeared as what were you Otto van Helsing or something uh, in, in the Frankenstein. 
Baron Alphonse Frankenstein. Yes. Baron Alphonse Frankenstein. The reviews were off a fucking scale, Jamie. What will you be saying next for us on the stage? I am um, appearing in the musical version of Some Like It Hot, which is called oh. Sugar. Are you playing the Marilyn Monroe part? You You're not. Me. What do you is it, they do a lot of cross-casting now. Give us a bit of, oh, I just love a man in glasses. Yeah. <laughs> do you do a good Marilyn Monroe? I just love a man with a lovely blonde quiff. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, are you seriously playing the Marilyn Monroe part? No, I'm not. I'm playing the millionaire, the millionaire Pev that falls in love with ah. uh, Daphne. The one that delivers the immortal line at the end. Yeah. Well, nobody's, nobody's perfect. perfect. That's right. That's the one. <laughs> Jamie, <laughs> where where can anybody go and see you starring in this extravaganza? At the moment, at the moment, it's going to be at the um, Cottingham Civic Hall, but we're looking at doing it at different venues because we think it'll be it'll get a good audience. So we're thinking we're of looking at touring. Very confident. How are, how are rehearsals going? Have you started rehearsals yet? Yeah, we're, yeah. It's not until next year, but we have. We've, we've uh, only just got the part a few weeks ago, and we've just started the the rehearsals. Yeah. Do do we you did get... we did a read through, and we'd have to change some of the lines because they are quite outdated. It's of its time, isn't it? It is. May I ask a question? And this is unrelated to you going on stage and potentially. No, you won't. It'll be fine. Go on. But um, when someone flatlines, Jamie. Oh, yeah. that's right. Go on, Jamie. We were about this the other week, and I said, I know exactly yeah. who we need to ask about this. You are you are the medical expert, as well, to... uh, just a minute, as well, well as a top actor. Yes. You're the sort of Jonathan Miller of the theatre world. Go on. There was oh. some um, Billy Bullshine talking about, um, <laughs> oh, I flatlined. And I said, you only flatline if someone kicks the plug out. Right? Doesn't it mean that yeah. the monitor's not working? What? What is? What? So if you flat, does that mean you're dead? Because this bloke didn't flatline, did he? He was in a coma. That's right. If it just goes, does that mean you're dead, or does it mean that someone's kicked the plug out? <laughs> Both. Ugh. Right. It, mean, it means it means that your heart is no longer beating. So, but if you did switch the thing off, it wouldn't go. Boo, it would just go bleep, no, no, and turn off, off, wouldn't it? And go off. Yeah. Yes, it would. Yeah. It would just go off. Okay, well, we've been wondering about that for the last week. Well, the, the answer was slightly less exciting. And I give you a shite answer. I think, if, if we're honest, the answer was pretty much what I said it was. And me, well, which not, is annoying because neither really. of us is right. No, but I'm not, more right than you are. Not really. I think I'm more right than you are. Jamie, enough of the high-level medical chat because, you know, we can't keep up with that. Good luck with the acting. <laughs> Good you. luck with the ghost hunting. Thank if there's much, anything sir. else you want to make up, I mean, send to us, please I do. Will. All right, Jamie. Bye, Jamie. Thanks a lot. Lots of love. It's the man who combines working with the theatre, with the medical, with the paranormal. It's a Venn diagram of sorts. It's Jamie Venn. <laughs> that was brilliant. Thanks, Jamie. Bye. Bye. No worries. It's Jamie Penn. <laughs> From Fate and Fortune, this is rather beautiful, if you would please, Linda. Hand in hand, we made our way down the horseshoe-shaped path 
Darkness was closing in and everywhere was silent, but at last we reached the back of the old village church. As we sat down on the bench, my boyfriend Terry shot me a grin. Oh my fucking God. Sorry, to be clear, he didn't actually say that. You take these, Dot, he said, handing me a bunch of primroses he'd picked. And then he added, one day I'm going to buy you a lot smarter flowers than these. Shy and kind, Terry, a local farm worker, was my first love. Can I just say, quite often when there's a serial killer, they're referred to as farm worker, aren't they? <laughs> Itinerant farm worker. Yeah. So the alarm bells are ringing a little bit. It was 1966, famous year, of course. What happened in 1966? Queen pulled down a nick. She licked a bomb and said, you're in 1966. Oh! Oh! I thought was it was better it? than we to be. Oh. <laughs> Come on, it's coronation time. No, and also too soon. Sorry, too soon. The Queen never licked her bomb in 1966. Uh, right. I doubt she ever said yum yum. She never said yum yum. Anything about uh, Weetabix. We live doors apart in the quiet, tiny, quiet village of... Just cut... Sort of what a year that was. England won the World Cup and the Queen licked her own bomb in 1966. Famously. Famously! And she said, yum, yum. I mean, I suppose, in a way, if you have to eat all those swans... <laughs> and let's get on with it. Oh, God, Sorry, she needs a bit of fibre, wouldn't she? Let's get back on again. I'm not saying the Queen... No disrespect to the Queen. Too soon. She'd never... <laughs> we live doors apart in the village of Home Hale, Norfolk. Terry had plucked up the courage to ask me out. And ever since, we'd been inseparable. Oh, that's nice. You look like that Robin Giboff, the Bee Gees. I think I look like that with my hair, but go on. <laughs> with his shoulder-length hair and slim <sighs> frame. We'd happily spend hours just strolling around the village or sneak off to our special spot behind the back of the church. Dirty bitch. Everything was perfect apart from one little problem. My parents. Mum and Dad were old school strict. The sixth child in a family of 12, I wasn't allowed to wear makeup and had a curfew of 9pm, even though I'd already left school and was working. And eventually, after two years of courting, our luck ran out. You're too young to be in a serious relationship, Mum fumed one evening where they're in Norfolk, <laughs> waiting for me in the kitchen when I got back home. Then she dropped a bombshell. We've decided we don't want you seeing him anymore, she insisted. Shocked, I looked over at Dad, but his face was just as stern. Heartbroken, I nodded, my eyes filled with tears. I knew better than to defy them. When I told Terry, he put on a brave face. <clears throat> it sounds like Barry gave, Well, that's that, I guess, he said. <laughs> but his voice was trembling. Well, it's it was. a tragedy! <laughs> yeah. It was horrible watching the boy I loved walk in and out of his home and not be able to talk oh, to him. Christ. I couldn't eat or sleep and I fell into a depression. Eventually, my parents sent me to stay with my older sister, Margaret, a few miles away in Swaffham. I miss Terry so much, I wept as she cuddled me. I know you do's. Just let it out, she soothed. Margaret had always been my rock. We'd been bonded forever by... This is fucking wow, horrible, this a bit. <laughs> a dreadful, horrible tragedy we'd face together. Get this, we'll get this to this nasty bit. When we were younger, we were babysitting our brood of brothers and sisters when one of them, seven-year-old Brenda, was run over by a car and killed. Mum never forgave us. I believed in the afterlife and I hoped that one day Brenda would send us a message, but it never happened. Those next years, life rolled on. Age 20, I married someone else and had three children. By the time I was 39, we'd divorced. Well, they had 19 years. That's pretty good, isn't it? Not bad, <clears throat> is it? Go on. 
I had a couple more long-term relationships, but I never forgot my terror. Oh, that's nice. I carried the only photo of us together in my purse everywhere I went, which is perhaps why it didn't work out with other people. <laughs> True. Often when nobody was looking, I'd even give the photo a quick kiss. Oh, isn't that lovely? Wherever he is now, I just hope he's happy, I thought. Then one day I spotted a poster in a shop window advertising a visiting medium. Thinking of Brenda and our brother who'd passed, I booked an appointment. Soon after, the female medium led me to the back room of the shop. Closing her eyes, she went into a deep trance. I've got a young woman here, she began, but you knew her best as a little girl. The hairs on the back of my neck shot up and what she said next confirmed it. I can see a big accident, the medium continued, and lots of grass nearby. You know, it sounds... Stop the music a second. It's a bit it sounds like now, isn't it? No, no, not that. It sounds like a psychic. Sally, do you remember? <laughs> oh, my darling! Oh, it's horrible! Oh, it's horrible! Thing. Just get the corner of the car! Oh, my darling, his head's come off! Oh, oh my darling! It's all blood all over the... That's what she does. Oh, oh my darling, it's, it's your... Yeah, it's your son. He's gone smacks over the car. Legs have flown in the... It's like, it's like that. <laughs> oh, my darling, I can see a big accident, the medium continued, and lots of crash nearby. The driver, who'd, been knocked, who'd knocked down Brenda, had crashed to a halt on a grassy verge. The medium said my sister had a message for me. She said, All your life you felt guilty about what happened to me, but it wasn't your fault. You've got to let it go. Let go of the guilt and move on and find happiness with your life. With that, I burst into tears. I felt guilty for so long, and now it finally felt like the weight was lifting. Afterwards, I told Margaret what Brenda had said, and she felt comforted too. Some 12 years later, my beloved Margaret passed away from motor neurone disease. Bloody oh hell. God, it's terrible, that family. But those next years, I still talked to her photo. I chat aloud to it and share my problems, oh. just like I always did when she was alive. I felt so lost without her. Four years later, I was standing looking at Margaret's picture when I said out loud, Oh, sis, I'm so fed up alone. I wish I could find someone to love. I sound like... Pam Benny, <laughs> Benny Hill. Oh, yes. <laughs> And his ghostly gold tops are rattling in their crate. Suddenly, and as clear as anything, I heard Margaret's voice in my head. She said, Fine Terry! Fine Terry! Fine Terry! Just then, I felt myself being drawn to my computer. Sitting down, I decided to type the name Terence Bowman into Facebook. Oh, people. Why, why did it take so long and, and <laughs> spirit to come and recommend you exactly. do that. We all do that, don't, don't we? I'd never looked him up before, but I felt Margaret urging me on. Immediately, Terry's profile flashed up. The Robin Gibb hairdo was now a grey crop, but I would have known those twinkly eyes oh. anywhere and get a kind smile. Fingers trembling, I typed a message. Hello, Terry. Remember me? Minutes later, his reply popped up. Of course I do. That's my Dorothy. He seemed just as pleased to hear from me as I was finding him. And those next weeks, we chatted over Facebook. Like me, he'd spent most of his life as a farm worker, but now he was retired, divorced and single. We swapped numbers and he phoned me. It's been a fair old time, Dot, he said. Fifty years to be exact, I chuckled. He'd stayed in the village where we grew up, only 15 miles from my home in Thetford, Norfolk, but we'd never bumped into each other. That's where they filmed Dad's Army. Famously. Is it? You're very near there. Oh. Three months later, I suggested he come round for a cuppa. Three months? 
Bloody hell. Well, they, that's what they, how they were in them days. Not, not like you, jumping into <laughs> Was he bed. Was walking it? <laughs> jumping into bed with anyone who comes around the corner. When the day arrived, I felt like a giddy teen again, sitting in the back of a bus, texting and talking bollocks, <laughs> curling my hair into ringlets and picking out a smart red and black leopard print top, Ooh, like your leopard print yeah. top, and, and black leopard print top. When my doorbell finally got pushed, that's not a euphemism, and I opened the door, there he was! Come on in, you, I smiled. Still got those big, beautiful eyes, Terry winked, walking in and giving me a huge hug I didn't want to let go. Reminiscing over a brew, it was clear the old magic between us was still there. Within a few days, we were making plans to move in together. Soon after, Terry moved into mine, and while we whiled away the hours growing veg on our allotments and hunting for bargains at car boot sales. Oh my God, it's all going it, what romance! Thankfully, our children, my three and Terry's son, were happy for, for us. We tied the knot a year to the day at Thetford Guild Hall. I was 72, Terry was 75. That's lovely. I wore a laced white dress embellished with sequins, a, bo- a boob tube, and, oh, sorry. <laughs> and Terry looked handsome in a black suit and pink tie. One year on, I'm so grateful, this is the point of this, to my lovely sister Margaret. She sent me that message from the next life because she wanted me to be happy in this one. And also thanks to Mark Zuckerberg for the Facebook. <laughs> now, Terry and I plan to do what we should have done years ago. Be together uh, for however much of this life we have left. Fate knew Terry and I were destined to be together. Now, that is a lovely story. That is a lovely story. So there is hope for you wonderful people out there. Now, ladies and gentlemen... James Kilvington, a wonderful comedian. Uh, he does. He wears the nicest cologne. Can you smell me? You know I've got this nice cologne. Yeah. Aftershave. Yeah. What yeah. do you think? Nice. Well, I smelt you the other week, and I remarked upon it. Right. This is there is a, there's a very expensive aftershave called uh, Creed. Yes. Very expensive. This yeah. is not it. I smelled a footballer who smelt like that once. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. The money. You could smell money. Well, that's what I'm. Well, I'm not wearing that. I'm wearing a cheaper knockoff yeah. version yeah. of that. Is it doing anything? Yeah, no, I like that. It's definitely better than the usual smell. Is it so. turning you on? Mm. Might it put does... a bit more on. Ladies do actually say that to me. Do they? Oh, gigs. They... But he wears the same thing. He recommends it. I'm not going to tell you what it is because yeah. it's a knockoff version. Yeah. But when we're together, we're like catnip to the ladies. They can't bloody leave us alone. They're beating it down the fucking Blimey. door. It's like a reverse Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, exactly. So have a listen to James Kilvington with his spooky story and all the time... Think of how... And you wouldn't expect it. He's from Teesside. You'd expect it was all high karate and bloody dracon noir, denim yeah. for man. Yeah. But no, no. This is... this. Have a listen to this fella and, and listen to his story and just imagine the beautiful stink. It's the second night here in Oldham Road, Manchester. And with me is... Well, I say warm-up, but he's not. He's a, he's a fantastic act in his own right. James Kilvington. Hello, James. Hey, Clinton. You all right? Oh, yeah, fine, thank you. James, let's cut to the quick. You have got a story which is... Well, it's hair-raising, isn't it? Yeah, very, yeah. very. Would you, in the studio, Linda, put the bloody music on. Stop picking that. Put the music on. Here he is. So when I was younger, I would say about... I'd say about 11-year-old. 11-year-old, I'm 33 now. I lived at my mum and dad's, um, and they had a big house, nice house. And one night I was going to sleep, and I woke up 
in the middle of the night. And as I looked at the end of the bed, yeah. and I had no sisters, right. there was a little girl in a white, like a, a little, you know, as if she was at a wedding, an old-fashioned yeah. wedding. Yeah. She was at the end of the bed, just walking at the end of the bed. Right, okay. Let's just rewind. <laughs> was it a dream? I'm playing devil's advocate, because you know I believe it, James. No, this is the weirdest bit. Yeah. So, I looked away, rubbed my eyes, looked back, and she was still there. Oh, bloody hell. Normally they'd say she'd gone, and she was still there, what mm. did she look at you? I couldn't really see her face. She had long blonde hair, though. Yeah. Like curly hair. Yeah. Like a, a little girl's dress on, and yeah. just she was just, just staring at the end of the bed, just but I couldn't see her face. Now, this is absolutely... What do you mean you couldn't see her face? Because of the hair? Maybe it's because of the hair, yeah, I think. Oh, God, that sounds bloody terrifying. Mm. What, like Carrie sort of thing? Like a sort of... Yeah. Just... Do you think she was possessed? Do you think she was the undead? Well, I just took some advice off a friend. He said, if you ever see a ghost, he told me, just say F off, and I don't believe in ghosts. And then, after I shut my eyes and looked James, back... James, 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 I am a professional in this business. You don't say F off to a ghost. And quite honestly, you don't say F off to a little girl. Yeah, and no. you don't make me speak to social services. Sorry about this, everybody. A little girl wanders in for the undead, and you're going to tell her to F off. That's, that's that's something wrong with this society, isn't it? Yeah, there is, but I was also a little boy at the time. Oh, how old were you? I was 11. Oh, sorry, I beg your pardon. I thought it was like the other day. And um, <laughs> what did... She didn't say anything? No, she didn't say anything. Can she you just... see me trying to squeeze something out yeah, of this, James? She, yeah, she, 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 she... I just, like, I tried... I like to try to talk at first. At first I said, who's that? And nothing, just staring. And then I looked away, shut my eyes, looked again. She was still there. And then I said, F off. I don't right. believe in ghosts. OK. Tell me this. Did you run and tell your parents? No. Down one of the wings of your massive house? No, I didn't, actually. I just, uh, I just went back to sleep. And this is 100% true. There's no, no punchline no, in this, no is punch there? Line. No punchline. This is true. And you've held on to that all your life, have you? Yep. I told my mum and dad the next morning. And what did they say? Oh, get back to that school of yours. The second you get back boarding. Yeah. That's better. it. That's it. Yeah, they just. You never believe that with that voice he's got. He's quite posh, really, which sounds like he's scum. But the thing is, have you ever seen her again? Are you convinced it's a ghost? Has anyone else in the house seen something similar? No, never seen her again. Um, and never ever. I don't think I've had another incident with a ghost. I think they just know that I'm going to say F off if I see them. Ladies and gentlemen, that is James Kilvington. If you want to tell a ghost to F off, good luck to you. But you don't want to cut up rough, do you? All right, we're about to go on stage. Thank you, James. James Kilvington there, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Linda is itching to go. Tell me, my love, what are you going to go and do now? Well, I might actually go and uh, mow the lawn, to be honest, quick, before it, before it rains again. Mowing the lawn? Well, I had a note through from one of the neighbours. Oh, God, uh, what did it say? I was letting the side down. So, oh, You know, hell. much as I hate to buckle to peer pressure, I don't want to be that neighbour. Well, no, exactly, and you know what my neighbours are like. A bloody nightmare, a yeah. lot of them. Apart from Barry, I like him. Yeah. Maybe he should be on next week. Should we get him on next week? Let's get Barry. He's not been on yeah, for a while. Don't let him do that ASMR thing, though. It knocks me sick. Does it? Yeah. Make you feel a bit... Oh, it's too licky. All right. Well, let's... No! 
no ASMR from Barry. We'll get him doing something next week. Just time to quickly tell you, please, ladies and gentlemen, we're doing this show. You know we're doing this show in London. Yes. Live. It's on June the 25th. Sunday, June the 25th. At the 100 Club, Oxford Street, in London's bustling West End. You will love it. It will be great. And you'll have a, like a lovely uh, spangly night out a as spangly well. Spangly night out. Please go to wegottickets.com uh, uh, and it's called um, Clinton Baptist Sunday Seance, okay? Yeah. We'll be there. We're going to record the show. You can even get on the bloody show, exactly. couldn't you? Exactly. And then just quickly to remind you that my tour, my UK tour, Roller Ghoster, solo stand-up tour from March 2024 is now on sale. Please go to Clinton Baptist.com but really come and see us at the 100 Club because we've got ages do till that both do the lot roller coasters not till next year don't give me that you that skin come on exactly right Linda thank you for coming oh you're welcome lots of love and we'll see you again next week guys hi namaste many many thanks to you for listening also to Linda Ruth Abbott Miss Revisham Jamie Penn James Kilvington, Dave Brinkworth for our spooky credits music and the fabulous glow for words and like for singing it sort of thing, you know. again but just to remind you it would be lovely to see you june the 25th which is sunday or if that's sold out which you might have done i don't know strange things have happened sunday the 24th of september or sunday the 15th of october we got tickets.com clinton baptist sunday seance see you there if a ghost comes up to me and says, I'm real. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Yeah, right. Clinton Baptiste here, offering you the chance to enjoy my Patreon podcast for free for seven days. So many people have been joining me over there. It's a shame that you're not. Uh, we've got videos, cartoons, we've got uh, all sorts of stuff, uh, all the old back catalogue and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else. Please come to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste. All right, spirit fading now. See you there. Fady Nail.